Okay, some of you know that I turned 35 this week. So I'm now halfway to 70, which got me to thinking, like, what is my goal in life? You know, is it 70 or is it like, is my goal that this is like a half of my life or like a third of my life? Like, is my goal to make it to 105? You know, I don't know. It's funny time, you know, makes you think about things. There's all these sayings we have about time. Uh, What's a saying that we have? A stitch in time saves nine. That one I did not think of. That's a good one. (laughs) Is that like, what's that movie or that book that's like uh, a wrinkle in time? Stitch in time saves nine. It's like time travel. What? An apple a day keeps the, do- keeps the doctor away. <laughs> Good, okay. Any other time sayings you can think of? Oh, quoting scripture. That's pretty impressive. How about um, time flies when you're having fun? Any others? Any other time sayings? No? Okay. That's all. That's all. Huh? (laughs) Yours was relevant. It was just more about death than time. But time and death, I mean. Jeremy. I missed it. Okay. No time like the present. Okay. (laughs) Yep. Time is a great. Oh, time heals all wounds. Lies. Um. Only time will tell. There we go. Now we're getting our time, time brains thinking. So some people think of time as a line, right? Oh, what's this? It's time. Time is a line. It's a very bright and shiny timeline. It's brand new. kind of long. wonder how long this time goes. Hey, look. The part that was new is getting older. I wonder if it goes on forever. Hmm. Well, here's the end. So it clearly doesn't. And the song ends, too. This ending is actually the newest part now. And the part that was new once is now, like, the end. And what the church did is the church took the part that was the beginning that's now, like, an ending, and the part that's the ending that's now, like, a new beginning, 
and they tied the two ends together. This is the circle of the church year, or the church calendar. It starts up here, right after Thanksgiving, before any Christmas events have happened, hopefully before you've heard Christmas music on the radio, but probably not. And it goes around the entire calendar year when you get down here, this is when school gets out for the summer. It's when you might take a trip or go to the beach because it's getting warmer. You might spend time with family. And then the days are getting longer and it's getting so hot you don't even want to be outside. And then right in the middle of all that fun, school goes back in for kids, college students. You might have to buy new clothes or new books or supplies. The days start to get shorter and it starts to get colder and we have bonfires and events where we dress up in costumes and walk around and knock on our neighbor's doors. And then the days are really getting short and it's dark when you wake up and it's dark when you get home from work and it's dark all the time, until finally it seems like the light is about to go out completely, and then it starts all over again. Christians have tied time in a circle so that we can remember each year the important moments and days that make up our story, all the special days that we have to remember, the mysteries that we have to steward. But of all the days on the calendar, there are three that are the most important days. Christmas, Easter, and Pentecost. These are the most holy days, and they are also the greatest mystery. But the thing is, is that if we're not careful, we will just walk by these days without even knowing what is there. And so the church decided that we needed some time to get ready to enter the great mysteries of these great holy days. And so the, tur the church took four Sundays leading up to the great mystery of Christmas as a time to get ready. And they called these Sundays Advent. And then the church took six Sundays leading up to Easter as a time to get ready. And this season we call Lent. Easter is an even greater mystery than Christmas, and so we need more time to get ready. But also you can't contain Easter to just one Sunday. Easter keeps on going 
for one, two, three, four, five, six Sundays. The weeks of Easter are the time of getting ready for the mystery of Pentecost. And they're also the days where the disciples began to know Jesus in this brand new way. For many of us who have had experiences, who may call ourselves Christians or who grew up in the church, sometimes we kind of get stuck on this part of our story. The baby Jesus or Jesus' family, Mary, Joseph, his aunt, John the Baptist, how Jesus was left in the temple, teaching. Maybe it's the time we're in now where Jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness being tested and tried. And then most definitely, there's Jesus on the cross. But really, this part of the story that fills us with maybe awe and wonder at the incarnation, sorrow at his death, and repentance. This is not the entire story. Jesus wanted the disciples to know him in a brand new way, which is why after he was resurrected, he spent a lot of time with them. Jesus came to the room where his disciples were praying. He appeared out of nowhere, and he showed himself to his disciples. But there was one disciple who was missing, and his disciples began to know him in this new way through these experiences. And this new Jesus, this new way of knowing Jesus in this new body showed up even to the one who wasn't there at first, making a special case for the one who doubted. This new way of knowing Jesus happened when his body appeared as a stranger on the road that his disciples didn't even recognize. He was apparently ignorant of all that had happened, and the disciples opened the word to him and explained what all was happening in Jerusalem as of late. 
and his disciples still didn't recognize him until they invited him to a meal where bread was broken, and then they realized who it was. And I have to wonder, man, was it because of that last meal they had had together? This new body of Jesus made many appearances on seashores, on hills, to men, to women. Sometimes this body just appeared in the middle of a room with all the doors closed and then disappeared just as mysteriously as it had appeared. Sometimes it was confused as a gardener. Sometimes it sat in a tomb. Of all the accounts that we have of knowing Jesus in a new way after his death and resurrection, they all were kind of mysterious. They all were kind of new and unique. It was kind of, it's kind of hard to pin down this Jesus the way that the Jews and the Romans had to arrest him or to shut him up the way they did before. In fact, the way that he left at the end of this time showed just how much he couldn't be pinned down. He took the disciples outside of Jerusalem and he went up and the Spirit came down. Jesus said, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Nevertheless, I tell you, Jesus said, it is to your advantage that I go away, for unless I go, the advocate will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. In the church, time is like a circle. And there's circular parts of time for us, too. Every day begins in darkness, makes its journey, and right before it seems like the light is about to go out completely, a new day begins. Every week is a miniature Easter for the people of God. Every Friday is a good Friday, a day of fasting. Every Saturday, a holy Saturday, a day of rest for the Jewish people, a day that Jesus rested, a Sabbath rest in the creation narrative, and every Sunday, a resurrection day. Why is it that the church excludes Sundays from the 40 days of Lent? Not a rhetorical question. Because you can't fast on the day that Jesus rose from the dead. 
each week is born, it makes its journey, dies, it rests, and is resurrected. In the church, time is a circle. But that is not to say that time is the same. Because every time we go around the circle, you are different. Every time I go around the circle, I am different. My 35th year around this circle is not going to be the same as my 34th year around the circle was. Hopefully. (laughs) We change. And that can be tricky because maybe we've entered these great mysteries in the past. But that doesn't mean that we've entered them forever. And, you know, really it took me 35 years and 13 years of pastoring for Michaela to preach last week and enlighten me as to why Palm Sunday is even a thing. See, because if you make the dots, and I never had, Jesus had been avoiding Jerusalem. Jesus They had been saying, the people in Jerusalem want to arrest you. And Jesus had been intentionally staying away. So why, when Jesus enters Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, did the people come out to praise him as the new king who would make everything right, who would save them from this Roman occupation? What made the difference? Why, what changed from their wanting to arrest him to coming out to welcome him? Anybody here last week know? Jesus raised John the Baptist from the dead. That's what happened. Jesus raised, I'm sorry, thank you. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. John the Baptist was not raised from the dead. (laughs) Ignore that part, thank you. Uh, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. And they heard about it. The people in Jerusalem, the word of a resurrection from the dead was heard in Jerusalem and they realized, oh, this Jesus, we thought we knew who Jesus was. But no, no. This Jesus, this is who we've been waiting for. This is who we wanted to come. And so they come out with palm branches and laying their cloaks in front of him because they realized that he had saved Lazarus and they wanted to be saved too. Save us. Hosanna means save us. Save us. Save us too. Save us from the pharaohs and the fellows who fail us. Save us from the pursuits and the plans that prey upon us. Save us too. See, Palm Sunday is actually a little taste of Easter. It's a little piece, right? It's like when you go to Costco. You know. I mean, they don't do this anymore since 2020. But you go to Costco, and you get this little sample 
and you try this little sample and you're like, this is pretty good. I want that. And, but Jesus knew you don't just get it all at once, right? There's a whole liturgy to this Costco experience. You actually have to take it, the bag of rice or whatever, carry it to the checkout, pay the price of it, and only then do you get to take it home. See, Jesus knew that this, this resurrection was not all palm branches and cloaks on the road. It was also dark nights of the soul in the Garden of Gethsemane. There was also more that had to be done before resurrection could truly be offered. That there had to be an ending before there could be a new beginning. And I think sometimes the way that we knew Jesus, we become aware that we have really, we really, that way of knowing Jesus has been closed up in the tomb. The stone is in front of the door. And sometimes we think that because the way we have known Jesus has died, that maybe we don't have faith, or maybe we shouldn't call ourselves Christian. But I want to suggest that maybe if the way that you've known Jesus has died, that maybe for the very first time, you have finally come close to the mystery of Easter. Because our story goes on. There is more to the story. There are other parts to the story. And this tomb ultimately is transformed. Because we tie endings to new beginnings, the tomb becomes a womb of the divine, birthing new life, a resurrected Jesus who wants to know his disciples in a brand new way and made a point to do so. And maybe to get practical for a moment, because this is very... Maybe when you think of practices and ways that you live out your faith, you think of things that are old, boxes to check. I was having a discussion with a few people this week, and we were talking about spiritual practices, and I asked, what is the first thing you think of when you think of spiritual practices? Devotions, daily devotions. Okay, so to get real practical here for a moment... Having the boxes, having the flesh, having the incarnation, that's important. In godly play, we say, look, here's the baby Jesus. He's reaching out to give you a hug. 
And then we put the baby Jesus in front of the resurrected Jesus and we say, look, he died and that was sad. But now he can give the whole world a hug. See, this new way of knowing Jesus, it's always a little bit mysterious, a little bit mystical, a little less specific. But it's also part of our story and it's part of the mystery of Easter. And so, we're almost there. We're almost to Easter. Are you ready? Are you ready to enter the mystery? Let's pray. Lord, waving palms turn to dust and ashes. Ashes turn into new crosses, crosses to tombs, tombs to wombs. Birth in us, your church, your people, something new that's also old. Tie our endings to new beginnings in the circle of Trinitarian love that never ends. Amen. Okay. So we're going to have another 10 to 12 minutes.